Hi, I'm Garth Tanner. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. Triple Eight goes red, and it aligns with uh, both Holden and Team Vodafone's goals, and that's to win on the track. Crookshank asks, "What's next?" So it's all new, and, it's, and I don't want I don't want to fly off that shoot from the hip with anything cool. So I've got some more facts for us. And the Kellys continue to look for their win. Uh, being able to push a little bit harder and take a few more risks for results. We count down to Sandown today as the lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Triple A Race Engineering has followed the announcement that they have re-signed Craig Lowndes and Jamie Wincup for three more years with the news that they're ditching the Hogsters for Commodores in season 2010. At the press conference on Wednesday, Alan Beatty, Holden's incoming chairman and managing director, made the official announcement. The opportunity to sign Team Vodafone is a fantastic opportunity for Holden. The opportunity to have Jamie Wincup and Craig Lowndes in Commodores in the next season um, is a fantastic uh, coup for us. We're very excited and it just reinforces our position that we're in V8 supercars to win. On hand from Team Vodafone was reigning champion and points leader Jamie Wincup who was showing his true Aussie spirit. A lot of factors which, uh, which, came, which came to me to making a decision to stay in Australia. Um, you know, a lot of those are a fantastic team, great team partners, uh, and of course, joining forces with a manufacturer as big as an Australian icon like Holland is, um, of course, that was definitely part of my decision to stay in Australia and stay Aussie and stay in our V8s. For Wing Cup, it's wins that are the focus for Team Vodafone and particularly for Holden. We'll start designing our vehicles to represent the Holden brand. On track, it's very simple. We, uh, we want to win races, both Team Vodafone and Holden, uh, desperately want to win a, a couple of championships together. So, um, you know, it, it all starts from today on, on developing and moving forward and making the 2010 championship a, a memorable one. So the question now is what will happen to the teams that are running Ford-based cars supplied by Triple Eight? We approach Paul Crookshank for his thoughts on the change and how it will impact his team. What, one thing that Triple uh, Eight have always supplied is uh, exceptionally good equipment to us. Without being reactive, I, you know, I, I wouldn't envisage that that would change. Crookshank says, although he was disappointed he didn't hear beforehand of Roland's move to Holden, he understands the business of it. At, at the manufacturer level, I guess they had to uh, to keep a to keep a wrap on it. So that's um that's not really, I, I can't really blame them for that and. So they, they, everybody has their reasons for doing things. Crookshank says he's already talked to Dick Johnson Racing about how this decision may impact their operations future. Yeah, we had a meeting yesterday and just, just, uh, it was just like you said, it was just generally talking about the future. And uh, Adrian and I, uh, I know Adrian quite well from when I worked in the UK. So, uh, so yeah, so we're in, and we've got 
on the similar some similarities the way we sort of go about our racing. So yeah, look, you you know it, 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 you've just got to look at everything in the current environment and um and and you've got to make sure that you do the the best thing for your team and and you know our commercial partners and and the people that work for us. So there's um there's there's a lot to digest over the next uh, week or two. Triple Eight has been supplying parts to many Holden teams over the past few years, so it's no surprise that the manufacturer would want to have the most successful team in the past four years to be part of its brand. The question is, how will HRT react to Team Vodafone's defection? Is there one too many roosters in the hen house? The Kellys are again confident that they have the winning combination for this weekend's 360 with both Todd and Rick looking forward to the challenge. We've got a bit of experience at that place and and had a pretty good car there uh, in the past in both the wet and the dry. So we're confident that we'll be able to nail the setup. Um, our biggest issue is a few dramas that we've been having with our engines uh, so far this year, which we've made a heap of changes from Townsville and, and it looks like we've made a fair bit of ground on that. Back at V8 Supercars headquarters and Shane Howard has been promoted to Chief Operating Officer and Adam Firth has been promoted to General Manager of Legal and Commercial. This is the start of Tony's overhaul of the series management with further changes to the technical department well on the way. Assistant Technical Officer Frank Adamson will act as Category Manager at this weekend's event. The Audi Centre of Townsville is going to be providing the safety cars and course cars for the rest of the 2009 V8 Supercar Championship season, whilst Holden has signed up to provide the medical safety cars. Jack Perkins has led the world's largest prick, well, it was a finger prick in fact, which is a juvenile's diabetes campaign, not what you were thinking. And spare a thought for Greg Murphy, who this weekend starts his 150th event in V8 Supercars, making him the 11th highest starter in Australian Touring Car V8 Supercar history. And if you missed the news last week, V8 Supercars, the headlining act at Surface Paradise, they move down the pit lane into the lane that has been used exclusively by the IndyCars and Champ Cars since the event kicked off and that's the news on the v8 insiders later in the show we hear a lot more from paul crookshank but next it's richard crowell and alan edwards controversy corner is next when we return with more on the v8 insiders hi i'm david reynolds from Bundaberg racing and you're listening to v8 insiders Take in the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from Speed Week, it's none other than Richard Crail. Good evening, Richard. Craig, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. And uh, also on the line from Big Pond Sport and, of course, motorsport legends, it's Alan Edwards. How are you, Alan? 
I'm good, thank you. Craig, how are you? I'm going great. What a week it has been. And it started with a few whispers, a few rumours, a bit of innuendo. And by midweek, by Wednesday, in fact, Alan, you and uh, the Big Pond Sports team were all camped outside of Holden headquarters to see Jamie Winkup be driven through a Holden awning in a Vodafone liveried Holden Commodore. And what is that going to do for the one the rest of this season and for the years ahead, Alan? Well, I don't think it'll do much for the rest of this season, apart from um, make the, uh, Jamie and Craig, um, you know, cock a hoop, if you like, and uh, excited to get out there and uh, win their last couple of races or last um, half of the season, I guess. So it's more than a couple of races. In, um, in the Hogsters and uh, then look forward to uh, driving uh, Holdens in uh, 2010. Well, Richard, you uh, certainly look at this from a slightly different perspective than the people who are immersed in Vared supercars. What have you thought of all the shenanigans going on this week culminating in today? Well, I think it's been... If, if you're Gerald McDonald, the PR guy for Holden Motorsport, you would be very, very pleased with yourself right now. It's sort of built up over three days to this from this sort of rumour campaign and sort of will they, won't they? And you've got the denials from Roland Dane, you know, we're not saying anything, it's not going to happen, rah, rah, rah. And then the big hoopla today of it, um, it being announced. So I think from Holden's perspective, the media exposure um, this has generated is, is going to be huge. It's a big, big story in V8 supercars and, and, and it's going to polarise the fan base, isn't it? Because um, whether or not Triple Eight called their cars hogsters or not, you know, to, to 90% of the Ford V8 supercar fans, they were still Ford Falcons, and all of a sudden they've not only lost their most successful team um, to Holden, to the dark side, as it were, um, but they've lost you know two of the best drivers in the sport, if not the best drivers. So it's a huge news story across the board, and it's going to have a big effect on um, V8 racing. But I love it. I think it's great. It's, it's mixing up the sport. It's going to give us some great new storylines to follow for the next six months, and then over the off-season as they build their first Commodores um, up there at Triple Eight in, in Brisbane. So, yeah, it's going to be a really good um, really good time for V8 supercar racing. I love it. Alan, is the... Uh, one word that you used there was um, polarised the, uh, the V8 fraternity, and I, I think that sums it up beautifully because if uh, V8 Supercar Australia thought that the Ford versus Holden thing was dead, which they were trying to tell us a year or so ago, I think mm. this what's happened today um, proves but that was just totally off the marker. I mean, you only need to have a, a quick look at uh, some of the forums uh, over the last couple of days to see that, you know, the, uh, the Ford fans are uh, up in arms about uh, basically one team moving to, uh, to the other side, if you like. And um, there's, uh, you know, a lot of people even saying out there that, this will be the uh, the death of V8 Supercar if it, it's going to become the Formula Holden Championship and all of those are complete overreactions. But uh, mm. I agree with Richard that I, I just think this is fantastic from a publicity point of view for the sport. Mm. Now, of course, the, the big thing is that it's Team Vodafone going over, but as you heard in the news... Paul Crookshank says he doesn't really know whether he replaces his BF Falcon with an FG Falcon or whether he replaces it with a Holden Commodore. There's a lot of things that trickle down from that because the most successful supplier of Ford componentry in V8 supercar racing is 
triple eight race engineering. Mm. Now, you have to ask the question, is the biggest story triple eight moving to Holden or, Alan, is it that Craig Lowndes and Jamie Winkup are going back to Holden? Because both, I think, in V8 Supercar Future terms, it's what does it mean to the triple eight supplied Falcon teams in just general get it on the front page or get it on the back page, I think Craig Lowndes going back to Holden is the biggest story. Yeah, I think you're right, but it's um, just, I guess, the way the cards have fallen. It, it's through no real doing of, of Craig's. Uh, last, of course, last time that happened, when he went the other way from HRT to Ford, it was very much driven by Craig and his management, and it was actually the driver moving from a Holden team, if you like, to a Ford team, or as the case may be, a Ford team was basically created for, uh, for Craig to, to race in. Uh, this time it's just, you know, if you look at it from Craig and Jamie's point of view, although I'm sure they actually knew what was going on before they signed the contract, but effectively they've just continue, signed the contract to continue racing for Triple Eight, um, and around them Triple Eight has decided to move from Ford to uh, to Holden. So it, it sort of hasn't really been driven by Craig and Jamie this time, but... Um, as you say, that is the bigger news, that those two drivers have effectively crossed the fence. Now, yeah. and, and I think, Craig, um, from from a, a Crookshank perspective or, or a Dick Johnson Racing perspective, I mean, this, this is an opportunity. Well, firstly, I mean, they're going to have, if they want Falcons to buy this year, because Triple Eight will be very keen to offload the cars that they've had. You know, there's still going to be a supply of newer cars for these teams if they want them. But, but also, I mean... If, if you're a Ford Performance Racing, you're going to be looking at this going, OK, well, if these brands want to remain associated or these teams want to remain associated with the Ford brand, this is an opportunity for us to perhaps step in and fill the void that Triple Eight's leaving by going to Holden. So maybe down the road, instead of Crookshank and DJR buying chassis from Triple Eight, they buy them from FPR and FPR can do more business. So, you know, maybe this is... You know, maybe this won't lead to everyone all of a sudden defecting to to Holden. You know, this this might be an opportunity for an FPR or, or somebody else to step up and say, okay, well, we'll fill that role and we'll build your your Falcons for you. But I think uh, the big thing here is that Roland Dane is in the catbird seat because he can turn around and say, hey guys. I'm going to supply you with the quality pieces that you expect. I'm going to have a Ford program for my customers who are loyal customers and I, I treat them with the respect that they deserve. And I'm going to have all these brand new Holden bits that are going to, uh, you know, go even further into the inroads he's already made into the Holden sales. And I can't see Roland Dane. Um, worried about if he's running two programs because what's the best way of knowing what your competitors competitors doing? Have one the of only, his cars. Yeah, the only problem, though, or the only fly in the ointment, if you like, that I see with that is that um, my understanding at the moment that Ford are supplying the uh, shells for um, teams such as Crookshank and uh, DJR, and uh, I don't know how keen they would be to continue supplying those Ford parts if they know that they're being worked on, if you like, by a uh, Holden-supported team. Mm. What does this mean for the FG ride car that was announced a week and a half ago? Alan? Uh, I don't really think that um, it means much at all. I mean, as, as you were saying there, that, is, uh, that program is absolutely nothing to do with Ford and they have no control over that. And um, 
you know, as long as Holden don't have a problem with that, I don't see how um, Roland would have a problem with it. Maybe Holden do have a problem with it, and we may see a uh, see that program change to a to a Holden ride car. Mm. It's it's going to be interesting. We have to take a break here on the V8 Insiders. There is a race on this weekend, guys. It's at Sandown, and we'll be back to talk about that right after the break. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au, or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Will Davison from the Toll Holden Racing Team, and you are listening to the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. Well, welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us from Motorsport Legends, it's Alan Edwards and from Speed Week. It's an old favourite of ours, Richard Crail. And, guys, there is a race on this weekend. I think you couldn't ask. And V8 Supercars is promoting this event. You can guess that because what a coup leading up into this event that is normally a tough one to fill during football. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, um, it's been the, uh, the perfect publicity for them. And I guess um, another smart move, you could say, and I don't know whether it was... Um, whether it was actually planned that way or not, but it's also a smart move for both the uh, the race sponsor, who all, who also happens to be the sponsor of Triple Eight, because uh, they may well end up getting a whole heap of publicity out of this whole Newsweek, if you like, that they may not have got before. I must say, Richard, uh, loving Facebook as everyone does, a, a good friend of ours at the V8 Insiders, and who happens to wear a very big blue oval badge on his sleeve. Um, he was saying, well, at least with the Holden Manor there, they have to take the Norton one off. Good evening, yeah. Peter. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? But um, I, I think you're right, Alan, that, that Norton will be loving it. And it all seems like this has been just beautifully orchestrated, doesn't it, as a, as a PR activity. And, and you know, doing, doing PR myself for a couple of, um, for, for many years, it's sort of, it just sort of, it all strikes as being perfectly timed to build up to stand down. Um, yeah, the big worry with being in Melbourne in the middle of winter is that you're, you're competing with AFL, and I think this date works well. Last weekend was a huge weekend in AFL footy. It was the big blockbuster round, huge matchups, big crowds. This weekend's not going to be anywhere near the size of that, won't draw the same crowd, so perhaps the, the people that may have gone to a big AFL match last weekend will look at, at Sandown and go, OK, well, that's a, a, a different option. Let's have a look at going out there. So... Yeah, it's it's worked well. There's no doubt about it, and and it's got to be worth some tickets. This this news and this publicity that, that they're getting out of it. Alan, I think uh, with this weekend's race, slightly different format, and I'm still confused. I haven't read the sub regs. Is this a 400 kilometre race? It's a 360 because Norton is 360. But then speaking to people, they're going, no, it's 100 and 200. What the heck is it this weekend? Yeah, I think the, the latter there, it's the, uh, the 100 and 200, so 
is, is my understanding anyway. Um, I must admit I haven't looked at the, the latest set of subregs that come out today, but my understanding is it's a 100 and 200. Because the amazing thing is it says Sandown 400 on the V8 Supercar website. Yes, I know. Yeah. And uh, it's also, as you say, the 360, so there's <laughs> mass confusion. It's the, I know, Craig, you've got the, the big, big passionate interest in, in American racing, and I do too, and it, it says a lot for the way they brand their races over there, doesn't it? Sort of, you're going to the, even the, the, the second race at Talladega, which is the, the Aaron's 499, you know it's 499 miles, so, you know, it's, it's yeah, very interesting and perhaps a, an exercise in branding that V8 Supercar should look at for the future. It would make it easier. Who, as we get ready for gas and go, I'm going to ask the question up front. Who's going to win? Um, I'll take that one first. I, I came triple eight. I, I think HRT will have a good run. I actually did have a chat to, to Garth Tandra a few days ago, and he liked Sandown um, and sort of felt fairly confident he'd have a reasonable run. But how do you beat triple eight? They're so good. So good. So I, I'm not going to pick one, but I think it'll be either one of the um, the AAA cars. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Jamie Wincup as well, but uh, the other one that um, I'd like to see win it is uh, perhaps James Courtney. He's got a taste of yeah. uh, what it's like up there on the podium now. Fords are um, traditionally quick at Sandown, so, uh, you know, I think that uh, he could be a smoky, if you like. Mm. Can I just throw in as well that this is going to be an interesting round for Gary Rogers Motorsport. Um, you know, they've... They proved how good they were up in Townsville. They were quick all weekend long in a track no one had been to, so level playing field. Um, yeah, I think this weekend could be a really good test for them to make sure that that's the kind of pace they can continue on and keep putting those two cars back inside the top ten. So I'm really hoping for those guys to have a, a strong weekend too. Mm. Well, I've got Stephen Johnson on my list of winners this weekend because, well... I that's assuming he's over whatever he had up there in Townsville, which uh, he did a good job to uh, drive through the pain. Gas and Go time now. Gas and Go brought to you by the last days of the V8 Supercar Survey over there at the 4X V8 Supercar website. You only have until the end of this week, or I should say till the 31st of July, to get on board and have your say on what's going on in the world of V8 Supercars and how you'd like to see it shaped in the future. I know uh, Richard Kral, he uh, has just been saying more F3, more F3 in the survey. He's already filled out. It takes about 20 minutes and it's well worth your time with some great prizes. Also on the line for people who fill out the survey. The V8 Supercar Survey, it ends 31st of July. Get on board there now. Gas and go time. It's, well, firstly to you. If manufacturers could buy a team, which one would you buy, Alan? Uh, I think that basically Holden have pretty much just done it. You'd go for Triple Eight. Richard? Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you go for the team that's just won, uh, you know, Bathurst and the championship? Yeah, can't argue with that. How will Tom feel with Roland strutting around as the new rooster in the henhouse? I think that he'll be uh, feeling a little bit nervous, though, um, at, having said that, uh, I don't think he'll be too concerned. No, I think Tom will be. Um, will see it as just another team that, that Holden Racing Team needs to beat, so you know, he'll keep pushing on with what they're doing and their plans, and you know, HRT are, are getting back to where they, they should be, they feel. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be a huge issue for Tom. Now, will Sandown outdraw the football this weekend, Richard? And does it have to to have a viable future? Or now that Supercars own it and run it, 
they're going to uh, just work with it right. Um, not knowing off the top of my head what uh, AFL games are on Saturday and Sunday, I, look, I doubt it'll draw outdraw AFL. That's a very, very hard thing. However, um, does it need to outdraw it to be successful? No, I don't think it does. But as long as they get a solid crowd there, it needs to look good on TV, it needs to be you know, viable for the promoter. So, you know, if they get 25,000 there on Sunday, that would be a very, very good effort, I think, for Sandown and, um, you know, something to build on for the future. Al? Yeah, I totally agree that, I, you know, I don't think it will um, outdraw football, but I also agree that it, it doesn't have, have to. One thing I will say, though, is that I think the, um, the format this year of the, an actual race on Saturday and a race on Sunday will work in favour of the event in being yeah. it. If you do go to you, uh, you know, like to go to the football, um, if your match is on Saturday, you can come along to the races on Sunday. If your match is on Sunday, you can go along to the races on Saturday. So I think that that'll work in favour for the event. All I'm hoping is that the train track at Sandown gets me to Eddie Head on time on Friday night. Can Melbourne host a championship round elsewhere? Do we need to have a Melbourne 500 to really get the Melbourne people enthusiastic about V8 supercars? Um, I don't know about uh, a, a Melbourne 500, but um, I would love to see a, um, a race around, you know, like a, a championship race around Albert Park, whether that be at the same time the Formula Ones is there or not, um, doesn't really matter, though I'd prefer it to be not. I'd prefer, you know, I'd like to see a race around Albert, a standalone V8 supercar event around Albert Park. I think I'm pipe dreaming, but, you know, we can all dream. Yeah, I'd like to dream that dream too, Alan. I think that's a really good idea. I mean, I personally, I'd love to see it as, as part of the Grand Prix weekend to not only to um, to make that event bigger, but really to secure it because everyone knows it's under a bit of strife financially. I mean, the only thing stickling point there is the TV rights deal, but surely there's some smart people around that can work out a way that 10 and 7 can both broadcast from the same weekend. Regardless, um, I don't think another street race is an option. I'd like to see them put some energy into making Sandown as big as they can. And, um, yeah, maybe, hopefully, one day we can have a championship round at Albert Park as well. Mm. Will the move down pit lane at Indy at the Super GP make for a better Gold Coast event, Richard? Um, that's an interesting question. I don't know if it'll change the event that much. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm a bit... Um, a bit stumbled by that. I don't think it'll change the racing much. It's, it's a pit lane. They'll go in, they'll go out as they've always done. They'll have better facilities and um, V8 supercars will love that. Um, if it gives the fans up there better access to the V8 teams, and we all know that, that probably 80% of them go for the V8s nowadays up in the Gold Coast, um, great, fantastic. So, you know, if it works in those favours, well, then that's um, brilliant. But I don't think it'll have a huge... Yeah, I, I tend to agree, but I don't think it'll, it'll change the... Um the actual racing too much. The only thing that it will, that it does do is that it basically makes the V8 Supercup un, the undisputed top billing. Um, even if that's only psychological, psychological. I mean, it's uh, you know they're equal billing on the the name of the event, if you like. But uh, I think that psychologically now, uh, V8 Super, you know, you'll be going to that track to see a V8 Supercar event, and the um, A1 GPs will you know, almost be seen as a support in mm. some way. Well, it's a pleasure catching up with you. That was Gas and Go for another week. The V8 Supercar Survey at 4X...
Supercar, V8 Supercar site is closing on the 31st of July. It's your last week to get into Have Your Say. Alan, always a pleasure. Look forward to catching up with you down there at sunny old Sandown. Yeah, thank you, Craig. And um, to all the listeners out there, don't forget, around about the 12th of August, to uh, get to your newsagents and buy a copy of uh, Motorsport Legends magazine, which will hit the shelves around about that time. Mm. I'm, I'm waiting for you to say, and it's got the feature about uh, Gibson Motorsport going from Nissan to Holden, because that's what this week has been the equivalent of. I would have loved to, to be able to say that we were on top of it that much, but uh, maybe next time, Craig. <laughs> Richard, uh, SBSB week, more great racing uh, this weekend. Yeah, 1pm on Sundays, Craig, as always. We have a lot of fun, good motorsports, and, uh, yeah, we really enjoy putting the show together. And, Alan, I love your magazine. I buy it uh, every time it hits the shelf. So, uh, yeah, nice job. Thank you. Guys, in the white flag lap, we hear more from Paul Crookshank talking about his first half a year as a two-car team. I hope you'll stay with us for that. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Stay tuned for more. G'day, it's Greg Murphy from the Sprint Guest Racing Team and you're listening to the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing. V8 Supercars, showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. As you heard in the news, Paul Cruikshank was surprised about Roland Dane making the move from Ford-based cars to Holden for his team, who are running Ford's the question had to be asked, will he be replacing Michael Patrese's BF with a Ford or a Holden? Very good question. Um, and I look, to be honest, I haven't had a lot of time to digest it because we had uh, we had no notice really what was going on. And um, we, we only knew basically yesterday when, when the word sort of come out. So uh, still need a bit of time to digest it and... Uh, and then, obviously, I'll have a meeting with uh, Roland Dane once we get down to Melbourne tomorrow. So, um, yes, which will which will be quite interesting because it's um, yeah. So it was it's certainly a surprise for us, and um, and it will certainly impact on uh, on our current arrangement. Of course, now Paul Crookshank has spent half a season running a two-car operation. So we thought we'd spend the white flag lap looking at how the team has progressed. Oh, look, I think pretty good. I mean, uh, Fabian's 10th equal in points at the moment, which, you know, the, the goal for him was to keep him in the top 10, you know, all year and, and improve on last year. And so, so far, so good. We, we've we let, let a couple of results slip in the last couple of rounds, which I haven't been that happy about. But uh, generally, as moving it to a two-car operation, I think has been pretty smooth. We, uh, you know, we, we dropped all our, all our Porsche Carrera Cup program uh, and, and any support programs to concentrate on running two cars. And the main thing for me was I didn't want to upset, you know, slow Fabian's progress down as the team as the team evolved. So I, I think I think we can say that we've um, we've safely said that we've done that. And as you're looking for the second half of the year, how are you building on what you've already learnt, having the two cars out there? And of course they're not two match cars as you said before. So 
it's probably not as easy as if you did have two BFs out there or if you had... Uh... No, that's a good, good point. But the thing with, um, with with Michael, we said the first year for Michael was just a, you know, just a learning year and settle into the category and settle into our team, which I think he's, you know, he's, he, you know, his mistake level has come down a fair bit since the start of the year, and you know he's had a he's had a, had a top ten finish and and you know three three or four I think uh, top fifteen finishes. So that that that's progressing well, um, but you know obviously we we need to you know the, the trouble the trouble where where I see our weaknesses we're not we're not strong enough week in week out. We have a strong week one or a couple of week ones, and then so I, I guess. The improvement where I'd like to see us move forward is, you know, be, you know, d- do a couple of rounds where we're quite strong at a couple of rounds, you know. Mm. Now this year there was a lot of changes in the way the racing's run. Yep. Now you you've got so far into it. Has have you found out that well one thing we've got to make sure is we've got a good race strategist, or are you working constantly just trying to review strategies, review tyres and and short race, long race strategies for. Um, for trying to get the best balance and to, to try and make sure the organisation can cover all contingencies. Yeah, I suppose that's been uh, you know, like it's made it interesting this year with the with the soft you know the option tyre. I think it's made it quite good. It's uh, certainly it's it's made people change the way they think and the strategies of the race. So that I think that's been a good thing for the category. My, pretty you know, like I say, we're a reasonably small organisation, so. What the engineers they go to me, they go through, you know, what what different scenarios we can do, and then we we look at those strategies, and then, you know, you, you change some of them on the hop. I know in in Tasmania, uh, we we changed uh, we changed our strategy about two minutes before the pit lock Monday, and it worked very well for us. Um, so you, you look, you have to be a little bit dynamic with it, uh, and uh, kind of, you know, and I suppose it depends also too on you have to be not a little bit brave, but you kind of got to back yourself a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, we think we can do this and and do it. So, um, but one of the things that is quite interesting is the engineers have said to me, right, do we want to go good on Saturday or do we want to go good on Sunday? <laughs> That's uh, and I always say, well, I'd like to go good on both the days. But you know, you, with the soft tire option, you do have to sort of not sacrifice a race, but you have to obviously. Uh, think it through how you want your whole weekend to work out. Do you have to then think about, in a commercial standpoint then, Wilson Security wants the best bang for their buck. Do you have to then think about, well, which one's going to give the better TV time? Which one, you know, are we going to be able to give Wilson Security getting the best bang for their buck? Yeah, and it's a, that's a really good question. And, that, and that's what, um, uh, when we were in Tasmania, the guys, I said to them, they said, look, we can do this, this or this. And I said, well, what I'd really like to do is go good on Sunday because there's a lot more people, obviously the TV figures are up on Sunday and there's a lot more people watch the supercars on TV on a Sunday. So, uh, you know, they said, oh, is it Sunday or Sunday? And I said, for me, it's Sunday. And, uh, and you're quite right, we do have a lot of commercial responsibilities nowadays. So... That's, uh, that, that, you know, that, that plays a, a large part in it. My thanks to Paul Crookshank joining us there, along with Alan Edwards and, of course, Richard Crail. Until next week, as the checker flag waves over another edition of the V8 Insiders, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.